my amigos, and welcome to this, the bonus part of today's FYI program on Harley-Davidson. And as I said, I hope this is a learning experience for you guys. It's been a learning experience for me because uh, I wasn't really into bikes, and I've taken this newfound interest in bikes, especially Harleys, bikes that can be as personal as your very own personality. So if you ask a, a Harley-Davidson rider, they'll tell you there is no other. It's Harley-Davidson all the way, except no imitations. Another way to say this is Harley-Davidson is second to none. Significa numero uno. Segundo a ninguno. But the people at Triumph or Indian, well, they'll tell you a different story. They'll say, yeah, you guys are good, but we're great. Those are their real competition if they had any competition throughout the years. As I said, there are many people who will argue there's Harley and there's the rest. But if you talk to somebody who owns a Triumph, I guarantee they're going to tell you something different. So what I what did I do being a person who knows little about this topic? I asked Google because Google will never lead me astray. Google always takes me in the right direction. So let me read what Google said when I checked this out. Both are undoubtedly classic, but the Harley has a much stronger and buffed design. And to buff is limar, so más limado. Meanwhile, mientras tanto, the Triumph bike seems more stylish and elegant. Again, I think those are things that are debatable because what could be stylish for you is not so stylish for somebody else. So I guess it's a matter of personal preference. But let me tell you something. If I were to get a bike, which I'm not going to, and I had the money and I had a choice, I would definitely go for a Harley Davidson because the name to me says distinction. And as I said before, I think it's still part of their philosophy, their brand philosophy. In 2017, they sold 241,498 units. So, alrededor de 242,000. Around 242,000 units. Now, why didn't they sell more? Well, I imagine it's a question of supply and demand, oferta y demanda. But if you ask them, they'll say that they don't want to sacrifice quality. They don't want to become this huge brand that loses track of what they're doing. So they're purposely not growing any bigger. But you know what is growing? their waiting list. There's a huge waiting list for anybody who's thinking about buying a Harley. And obviously, the more specific you are, the longer it's going to take. But if you're like me and you can't afford a bike, don't worry because they are the kings of merchandise, of apparel. Apparel is all different kinds of clothing, from sweatshirts to pins to baseball caps. The Harley logo is everywhere. And according to the figures I have here in front of me, clothing accounts, you can say clothing or clothes, accounts for 5% of Harley-Davidson's 
total sales. So, you know, they sell a lot of motorcycles, as we said, around 250,000 a year. Well, let's do the math. If the company brings in $6 billion in annual revenue, remember, billion is mil millones, and annual, annual, revenue is ingresos, $6 billion. Well, 5% of that, which would be the apparel, the merchandise, I mean, that's a hefty chunk of change. And hefty is grande, and a hefty chunk of change, vamos, es una forma de decir mucha pasta. I mean, we're not even talking millions of dollars. We're talking hundreds of million dollars that they make selling leather jackets, uh, chupas, boots, t-shirts, jeans, hoodies. Hoodies son las que llevan capucha. So that's another thing. Harley riders are not just part of a special club, but they also are driving or walking billboards. They're constantly being ambassadors for the company. Now, let's change gears. I told you something about World War II and Japan and how a knockoff, una copia, of Harley saved the company in Japan during World War II. This sounds made up. Me suena eh, un poco inventado. That's right. The Japanese company, Sankyo, was licensed to build copies of its bike for the Japanese market. This was during the Great Depression. And the production began in 1935. And they sold so many of these bikes in Japan that it was able to keep the company afloat when they weren't doing so well in the United States. So as we said in the Disney episode, licensing is the key. I also wanted to talk about Harley-Davidson clubs. We just said you're a member of a club, un socio. I mean, even if you're not literally signed up, apuntado, to any club, you are a member of a club. As a Harley owner, you are a member of a Harley club without signing up, without having to do anything. The only thing you have to do is be a Harley owner, buy yourself a Harley, and you're in the club. But there are many different smaller clubs that make up, que componen creo que decís, the bigger Harley family or the Harley world. Now, the most infamous one, they're notorious, is the Hell's Angels, these bikers. That's right. But they weren't the first ones. No, 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 no. The first, uh, the oldest Harley-Davidson club was founded in 1928. It was a Czech racer. Uh, racer is piloto, que hace carreras. Well, he decided to, uh, to get married. And 60 Harley-Davidson riders, friends of his, attended his wedding. And during the reception, they said, wait, guys, we got to get together more often. This is a lot of fun. What a great group of people. And we're laughing and we're having fun. And there, at this guy's wedding, uh, they formed the very first Harley-Davidson club. Now, my heart goes out to his wife. Eh, lloro por su, por su mujer. Poor lady. <laughs> She's like, uh, guys, hi, over here. Come on, the wedding's over here. And they're like, wait, we're forming a, a motorcycle club. <laughs> I can imagine it now. She must have been thrilled. Tenía que estar encantada. So the Hells Angels, now they get a bad rap. 
no tienen una mala reputación. And I don't know if it's deservedly or not. What I can tell you is it is a club where members can have Harleys, Triumphs, or Vincent motorcycles. I guess those are the three approved brands. And it's a, a club that's in the United States and Canada. It's incorporated as the Hells Angels Motorcycle Corporation. Did you know that? It's not a gang. No es una banda. It's a corporation. It's a business. And this business, this gang, this corporation, call them whatever you want, this entity, this club originated in 1948. And this was out in California. And you'll see a lot of bikers out in California. Well, you know what? You'll see bikers wherever there's good weather. Hell's Angels was formed when a couple smaller clubs decided to get together and merge and create a bigger club. And basically this guy, this is a funny story, Otto Friedi, he was a, a World War II veteran and he was credited with starting the club after he broke away from you know, Irse de the Pissed Off Bastards Motorcycle Club. Hmm. <laughs> Los bastardos cabreados. Wow. I wonder why they had a feud. <laughs> Porque tuvieron una pelea. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, all right. Well, there are so many other clubs, remember. And I don't think, one thing I learned from this episode, we should stereotype any motorcycle group or club or hell's angels because like with everything i imagine there are some good people in the organization and there are some rotten apples como los llamamos a rotten apple es uno malo en el grupo que es literalmente una manzana pudrida now i'd like to go over some of the parts of a motorcycle. Now remember, I'm not a mechanic. Uh, I, man, <laughs> this is a gray area for me. I'm just going to tell you the basics, the bare bones. So the manillar. Now this is the part that you hold on to and you steer with this part of the bike. And these are called the handlebars. It's actually a very logical word. Sure, because the word handle is asa. So it's the handle, las, las barras de asa, donde aguantar. Another very important part of the bike is the seat. I've also heard some people call it the saddle. The saddle is what we call it on a horse as well. But I think seat is more the, the general term, the universal term, a seat, un asiento. Then you've got your headlight because, well, you need to see in front of you. And you've got your tail light, well, because you want people to see that you're there as well when you're merging, to merge as entrar en un carril. I imagine a motorcycle will also need some brakes, unos frenos. Again, I imagine, I don't know, maybe some motorcycles don't have brakes, but I don't think that's a very good idea. So, brakes, you've got your gear shift, this is where you shift, cambiar de marchas. In fact, the expression to change gears is cambiar de tema también. Another very important part of the bike is the gas tank. Of course, you got to fill that thing up with gas if you're going to take a road trip cross-country. You've got the chassis, or what we also call the body of the motorcycle. You've got the wheels. Uh, you've got the tires. The tires are the rubber part, pneumáticos. And the wheels, las ruedas. Now, I'm not sure, but I imagine most motorcycles also have a spare tire. I know I have a spare tire. <laughs> Did you get my joke? 
A spare tire es un Michelin. <laughs> but a spare tire, una rueda, una llanta de, res, de repuesta, I think you say in Spanish. See, guys, you can see my shortcomings in Spanish, mis fallos en español. You've also got your foot rest. That's another logical word. El donde descansas el pie, right? You can rest something is descansar o poner algo encima de. So it's a place where you can rest your feet. It's called a foot rest. You also have the kickstand. Now the kickstand is what makes your bike able to stand up when you get off it. Remember, to get off the bike is bajarse. And to get on the bike es subirse. We don't say get in or get out like we would do in a car. Why? Do I have to tell you or is it pretty logical? Because you're not inside anything. I've always loved those sidecars. You know those motorcycles with those sidecars? And Harley-Davidson had a period where they made motorcycles with sidecars. I don't think they're making them anymore. But that's another thing. These are collector's items. So the ones that have a sidecar are worth a pretty penny, bastante dinero, because they're limited edition. You won't see those. They're not popular. It requires a lot of extra material. It's heavier. It makes the bike slower. So it's not practical in this day and age when everybody is thinking about how we can save money, save energy, save water, you know, save resources. So I guess that's one of Harley's goals, you know, maintaining that reputation of being a big, bad bike, but still being sleek and aerodynamic. And one of the reasons that Harley-Davidson's are so aerodynamic is their fenders. Now, the fenders are the things that cover the wheels. I forget how you say this in Spanish. You probably recognize it, those of you who know a little bit about guitars. Uh, Fender is a very popular uh, guitar brand. Uh, guardabarros is the word. Guardabarros. We call it a fender. So their fenders are very cool. They're very sleek. And then again, if you put some flames, unas llamas on them, well, you are on fire, baby. I'm guessing over here, I'm not too sure, pero voy a adivinar. I imagine if you have to change gears, then you also need a clutch, un embrague, right? That's another very important part of a motorcycle. So I imagine I'm missing a couple parts, but in general, uh, those are the basic parts of a motorcycle. Now, why haven't I said the word motorbike? Well, because I'm not British, mate. I'm not British. I'm not going to say motorbike. At the same way, I'm not going to say motorway. I say it's a highway. So a British person, I'm going to ride my motorbike on the motorway. And we say, I'm going to ride my motorcycle on the highway. Who's right? ¿Quién tiene la razón? Well, obviously American English. I'm just kidding, guys. As we said before, it's a culture. It's not even a subculture anymore. It's a culture. And every culture needs its own events, too. And some of the most famous events, famous, <laughs> I made that word up, famous events, sinte, <laughs> uh, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Now, this is in a motorcycle rally that's held annually or yearly, la que prefieras, annually or yearly in, you guessed it, Sturgis, South Dakota. So Sturgis, when I hear the word Sturgis, I think of Harleys. I think of bikes. 
Now, this started in 1938, and it was started by a group of Indian motorcycle riders. Now, let me clear this up. I don't mean that they were Indian, like Cherokee or something like that. I mean the brand Indian. Remember I told you Indian, Triumph, Harley, those were the big boys? Well, these guys, which now there are probably a lot more Harleys than Indians, well, it was started by Indian riders and it was held to do stunts hacer todo tipo de truco races carreras and oh, now it's a huge money-making event it draws riders from all over the world to this place according to some figures i have here in 2015 over 700,000 people attended the event that's really good for the hotels the restaurants so remember you know th that's another thing these guys really if they travel around well they got to stop and get gasoline and they got to stop and eat and they're contributing to the economy and i think that's a really cool thing and this event doesn't last one or two days my amigos this is are you ready a 10 day event which is supposed to generate around 800 million dollars another one and one that i by accident uh was i was there this was in daytona beach and it's called daytona beach bike week in fact it's so popular you can just say bike week and everybody knows what you're talking about and this is down in daytona florida now you probably recognize the name daytona because of the daytona 500 the famous race but also daytona is a beach area and it's one of the only beaches at least that i know of in the united states where you can drive your car or your motorcycle and it's kind of cool I, I don't like it because i guess there's more pollution on the beach but it is kind of cool to see all the awesome cars and hear all the engines and it's a it's a show if you've never been down there i highly recommend it uh daytona and i went down there because i was living in orlando as many of you know from the disney episode and a friend of mine said we got to go down to daytona man and i said sure let's do it what about this weekend and he goes sure and we got down there and we saw Harleys everywhere. I mean, everywhere. There were Harleys all over the place and I couldn't believe it. I, lit I said, what the hell is going on here? And surely enough, it was bike week. I didn't realize that we had booked a, we booked a cheap hotel there and we had a balcony. It, that was such a great moment. And I remember going to the liquor store, donde compras alcohol, and we got up on the balcony, my friends and I, and we were just there for hours and hours, and bikes were just rolling down the road like a parade, como un desfile, and there was, you know, people uh, leather-clad, clad es vestido de all over the place and beautiful ladies if i may say because daytona beautiful weather so people weren't wearing a lot of clothes there was a lot of leather but not too much clothes <laughs> uh but it was really fascinating uh and i didn't expect it i didn't plan to go down there during the busiest week for bikers but once i was there i said this is what a party i'm so glad we're here and i'll never forget that experience 
And this is another event that draws, atrae, uh, about a half a million people every year. And it's a 10-day event. I highly recommend it. If you ever get a chance to go down to Daytona Beach, well, you can go to that famous place where they do the Daytona 500, the raceway or the speedway, which I didn't go to it, but I remember driving by it when we were on our way to the beach. But I highly recommend you go during bike week or go to Sturgis. That seems like a beautiful place too. South Dakota is known for its beautiful landscapes. And speaking of landscapes, I have to say I envy bikers. I've never been an envious person, but I'm a a bit envious of bikers because I feel like the road is theirs. Like they can go anywhere, they can park anywhere, and you know, okay, you can say that with your car, but you're kind of in a box. You know, they're seeing the clouds in the sky and it must be breathtaking. It must be amazing to be a part of this club. And we're going to look at some uh, really cool routes that you can do in the United States if you ever want to do it. I know you can rent a Harley. Lo puedes alquilar. You don't have to buy one. And you can do uh, one of these classic American routes. And something just popped into my mind right now on my honeymoon when we were down in the United States, my wife and I, we were driving down the Mississippi River and we went uh, in an economy car, the cheapest one we could find, really. (laughs) But we met these dudes at the Ground Zero Blues Club and the Ground Zero Blues Club, another place I highly recommend and we can do an episode on that, that is owned by, poseído por, o el dueño es, Morgan Freeman, and it's a blues club, which is in Clarksdale, Mississippi. And we were having some beers and watching some blues, and, you know, it's very common in the United States. People are usually pretty friendly, and we started chatting with this guy and and his friends, and then as we started to find out a little bit about them, we realized that these guys, one was a doctor, one was a university professor, one worked as an engineer. I mean, there were these like Harley dudes, you know, and they had been friends since college. They met in college in, in La Universidad and they all had their families and their kids. But once or twice a year, they would get together and do a road trip on their Harleys and spend some time together. And I have to say, I could see and I could feel a bond between these guys like few bonds I've felt before. And a bond is un vinculo. So it really is something that brings people together as well. So according to National Geographic, I think they know what they're talking about, the Pacific Coast Highway. And many people have said this. Obviously, it's the same road trips that you would do in a car, but I have a feeling in a motorcycle, as I said before, on a motorcycle, I should say, as I said before, it's a whole different experience. It com- uh, as we said in the baseball episode, it's a, a whole different ball game. Arina de otro So you can go down the Pacific Coast Highway. This is the edge of Western civilization. And you can go from Carmel to Morro Bay. Carmel to Morro Bay. Te lo lo digo en la pronunciación española, así sabes qué buscar. Either way, if you ever hear of anything on these shows that you want more information about, contact me. I'd be more than happy to share that. But obviously, you'd have to drive through the Big Sur section, right? Big Sur is a, otra palabra española, Sur, South. (laughs) Another one is Peak to Peak Highway, and this is in Colorado. It's 60 miles long. 
and it's views of the Rocky Mountains like you have never seen in your life. And speaking of mountains, the last one I'll give you is the Blue Ridge Parkway, which is North Carolina and Virginia. It goes through all these historic places where there were civil war battles, and it also goes through the Smoky Mountains, the Great Smoky Mountains. So those are just a couple just to whet your appetite. Y cuidado, ese wet se escribe w h e t to wet your appetite. So what do you think, guys? Have I talked you into it? Os he convencido? Have I talked you into it? Do you think motorcycles are cool? Are you dying to get on a Harley or a hog, as I told you they're called, and ride down the Pacific Coast Highway? I'm, I'm up for it. A mí me apetece. There's a part of me, a little small part of me, that wants to be a part of that club. I want to join the club. I want to belong. Pertenecer. But if there's one thing that I realized in this episode is that Harley-Davidson is much more than a motorcycle or a brand or an exclusive club, as I said. It's a lifestyle. It's a state of mind. It's freedom. And it represents all of those things, just like the country it was built in, the United States of America, my country. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this little foray into Harley Davidson. Thanks for joining us on this episode of FYI.